beep, 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 beep. Yeah, Meat Suits, welcome back <laughs> to Read It and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five of Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. Actually, this is season five uh, adjacent. Mm. We were technically in season five, but today we're taking a break from the year-long movie-watching game, and yeah. we're just three podcasters hanging out, speaking different languages to each other. I'm your host. I'm Alex. I'm in uh, North Koreatown, Los Angeles, as always, and I am joined today. He's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter in Southeast Portland, and he has a strict set of rules for himself, so he'll break into your room, but he will not masturbate there. It's Anthony Lopez. Uh, hey, my audacity just crashed. Oh, uh, one second. That's great. Thank I you. I love that quote from the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a great quote from the movie. I love that was, part. Hey, when it, my audacity just clashed. Wait, it just happened. Okay, I, it's picked back up. It is recording again. There was great. a small break in it, but you're probably not going to need it anyway. Not oh, yet, but... <laughs> So, yeah, inside well, base. But, you know, this movie is about acting and play and stuff like that. Plays and it's very meta in that kind yeah, of way. The writing so I'm process. sort of doing that. I'm letting people yeah. in. That's you true. Know? You're doing a great job. Um, also joining us, he's the co-host of Old Gamers Almanac, a podcast about games. Um, he's from the woods of Brooklyn. And I've experienced many people's driving over the years, but it never has been so pleasant as his. It's Mr. Hunter Donaldson. You know, that part of the movie made me want, what do you think of this idea of a date? Uh So we go, this is a date. So we rent a car and then they drive it and I sit in the (laughs) backseat. So I just judge their drive. Because it made me realize, like, I don't know if I've ever been in a relationship with someone where I was like, they're a good driver and I like the way they drive. And I Mm. want to know how Mm. someone drives to size them up as a potential romantic partner for me. Do you forget your inner code? Yeah, yeah, that's the benchmark this movie holds. <laughs> Do you uh, well, this, the movie also posits that um, in order to be that good of a driver, you must have suffered some abuse related to driving. That's true, but I don't mm. know if the movie's saying only that. You know, mm. like I think you could get good <laughs> at driving. It is not other saying means. only that. Mm. That would be an intense movie. That would um, be a weird message I for mean, the movie, right? Like the, the movie does kind of say that, like you know the. The things that you're really good at aren't always like a super happy story of how you got really good at that's that. That's true. Which is a really true. interesting, um, I think, a kind of a like a point that this movie is trying to make about these things you just assume about someone. But you know, like that's God, really she is a great driver. You know, yeah, she's so. And good. you really need to stress when you if you do that date. I really like this car. This car yeah. means a lot to That's me. That's true. And if you and don't really this car, car. borrow a car. Says, yeah. <laughs> borrow a very expensive car. Okay. Um, yeah. Speaking of road trips, Ezra is still gone on vacation this week, but he'll be back next week for his pick as we return to Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. Before we start the show today, um, I'd like to thank all of our fabulous meat buddies, all of you, every one of you. You are all the best, but I would especially the best of the best. Um, I would like to thank Bridget, who recently increase her donation um did you guys know you could do that i wasn't aware that was a feature of patreon but apparently it is apparently you can do what just change your donation to more Mm. yeah you can you can change it to whatever you can also quit donating and write why and oh no don't tell people that Mm. i just mean like if you if you let's say you give to the patreon and you wanted to stop Mm. yes you could say that you know i'm so sorry i'm leaving yeah, you could say that, or you could or it was say like, something It was mean. because of this joke in the yeah. introduction. Yeah. It was because Andrew's, Anthony's audacity crashed, and I just don't like that kind of sloppy <laughs> editing mm. that you left that in. I just want people to know that, I mean, this is not, you know, I'm not managing the Patreon, so mm-hmm. this I don't have to deal with this, but I like it when people write a reason, good or bad. This is just <laughs> Patreon experience I'm sharing. Yeah. Yes. bad almost feels kind of like, 
if it's really bad, I can almost be like, well, good riddance. Yeah. You know Tell what I mean? mean? Like, if it's one... really mean, you know? <laughs> there's one lesson we should actually take away from the movie Drive My Car is that you gotta communicate. Yeah, oh, even yeah. if speak, the worst good thing that the you could yeah. do is like, you know, it's like to either not want to donate anymore, but keep doing it and just kind of go along with the motions. Like, everything I don't, know. I don't was think that's the, the takeaway. That seems fine. Yeah. No, you no, can do I, that. Uh, you there's know, no I, problem with that. This is a good thing to talk about, though, because I think, like, for example, like, let's say somebody really liked the show, but they, okay. like, hate my guts. Oh, yeah, sure. I would appreciate, like, if they wrote, like, five stars, you know, on Apple Podcasts. Mm, five right. stars. Love the show. Hate Hunter. He sucks. Like, mm. you could do that right now. Pull out your yeah. iPhone. That's true. I will say I only read five-star reviews because I don't like getting my, finger, my feelings hurt or my fingers hurt. Yeah, you but don't want your fingers yeah. hurt. I don't like my feelings getting hurt. So if you are going to give, if you do want to insult Hunter... You have to sneak it into a five star review, or exactly. I'll never see it. Yeah. So that's where you'd have to put that. Or honestly, I mean, I'd be down for just a general ratings campaign of like five stars. This show sucks. I think that'd be yeah. hilarious if they were like all you know. feedback needs to be couched in terms in in a <laughs> five star review. Give and we will us take the it. stars, yes. but like go ham on the right. details. You know, I'm open to that. I will read yeah. every one of those. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing. You can also write a message when you do start donating to the Patreon. I will say I'm more likely to read that than the reason you're leaving. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you are encouraging people to leave and Anthony is encouraging people to reconsider why they're donating. Neither of these are necessary. You listen, can just let it keep going. Mm. I'm not saying people should leave. You know, I'm not saying they should. I'm saying mm. if they do, you know, I'm saying that, message, you know, give I'm us a saying little listen, given that you get no benefits to any level of our Patreon, moving up a level is hilarious to me. Yeah, that's actually really funny too. If you I, gave us like more money, so is also funny. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like, will give also, us a little snarky message, you know? Just give a little lip, you know? Yeah, let us know that you don't like Hunter whenever you donate. Also, um, I do want, we're going to thank Ellen for becoming a new meat buddy. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, if you want to join all of these people and keep a, a, our show limping down the tracks, you can go to metreon.com and make sure you tell us why you don't like Hunter in your donation. Yeah. We really appreciate everyone who supports the show. Okay, before uh, we talk about the movie, we got to talk about the news. Um, slow news week, personally. Not a lot going on that I care mm. about in the world, is why I say personally. But I do want to hear, so we've had, sometimes in the news, we've had you guys talk a little bit about games that you guys both like, and I don't really care about it. But there's an interesting thing happening behind the scenes at Read and Weep, which is that uh, everybody but me is uh, gotten deeply passionate about uh, this Wordle ripoff uh, called Framed, where you guys yeah. are playing a Wordle-like movie game, mm -hmm. and I am not playing it, and I am not going to play it. And I, but I'm, I just want to talk about it a little bit. First of all, I want to say why I'm not participating, which is because it's not fun for me. The answer is I don't know. I'm never going to get it. It's not fun to guess. Uh, I just, it's a you found a game that makes me feel dumb, so I don't want to do it. Not fun to guess. Why? Mm. How is it not fun to guess? You just guess. Well, so I you okay. So the way that, the way that Framed works, it's actually has nothing to do with Wordle. It's just kind of like the world, the Wordle averse right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The guesses get you a little more. Like but somebody, no, but it, you, you, it doesn't get you any new. It's not that the guess. You, you like the whole thing about Wordle is that you can get a yellow. That's the interesting thing. You can get the yeah. right answer in the wrong place. But right. with this, it's just they show you a series of frames of a movie mm. and you guess a movie and you are right or wrong, which is just a normal guessing mm. game. It's not Wordle like at all. There's no incremental help. It's not like if it said, well, if it was you're like, getting oh, a new you're frame. wrong, but it is a horror movie. Mm. So that yeah. was a good guess. But the frame that you were getting a new frame, but it's, your guess is meaningless. It ju mm. It's just yes or no. So there's no like, oh, you know, you're wrong about the movie, well, but that was it is Disney or I that would. That I was would Roger argue, Moore or whatever. 
Well, one, that would probably be way more complicated. And again, I, I mentioned, the, mentioned this uh, on a text thread, thread. The greatest thing that Wordle has given the world is that if you see a game like this and you think you can do it better, you apparently can just straight up steal it and do it better. You can There's just do it, call it the same thing, in. put it in the, in the iTunes yeah. store, get just money go, for it. Yep. Go fucking ham. If you yeah. see any of these games, just steal right. it. Right. Um, but I mean, and I would argue, you know, and when you, every time you get a guess wrong, that's one less movie out of, you know, there's only so many movies, right? So taking <laughs> one whole one oh, yeah. out of it, right? And, that, and whoever made Framed only knows about so many movies, too, because the movies yeah. are in a little database. And like, you know, the Framed person doesn't yeah. really know about all well, the movies. So it's just an, the movies they know about. The thing about Framed that I really like is that. It, it, it is a, f- a fun game. We do it every day. We post about it on our Discord. Me and my wife send a, um, answer, a guesses back and forth. But it's kind of... It's sort of like this meta game of thinking about what movies would the person who make this pit in there. Yes. Because it's not a wide berth of movies. What I no. have said to you guys is like, really get yourself in the mindset of only movies that you would see their posters up in a dorm room. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. Basically, the yeah. only movie. This is true of Wordle as well, that it has a very specific word list. And like, yeah. you know, my mom, one of my mom's problems when she plays Wordle is that she knows too many words. So she right. guesses a lot of words that they're never going to put because the Wordle list is mostly designed at a lower reading. Normy, kind of normy. Yeah, very word. normy. But here's the yeah. thing with Framed is. Um, so, for example, on today's, which you guys both got in three, I've never seen. I don't know who these people are. You you, yeah. uh, you could show me every frame. I watched the whole movie. I've never heard of this movie. I don't know anything about this movie. Mm. You've There's never no- heard of the movie that today's framed was. I don't want to give it away. Well, I, I mean, think this, but, this will come this up pretty late. So. Dawn of what? the Dead. The original George Romero, Dawn of the Dead. You've never no. heard of Dawn of the Dead. I have. I've seen Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look familiar. Never seen this guy before. No idea who that is. Never seen that parking lot scene. Yeah. But I, this is what I'm saying. It's not, this is not good. For, I, as anyone who's listened to the show for any amount of time knows, I have a, like, this is kind of question. Well, there's a couple of main reasons I shouldn't be doing a podcast about mo- movies. One, don't care about them. Two, don't remember <laughs> anything about them. Mm-hmm. Cannot remember. You, okay. Th- you brought this up a couple times, Alex, and I have to ask you. Yes. What would your podcast be about if you had one you cared about? Well, don't you think that if I knew that, I would have started that show by now? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, like, I'm not an expert on anything, and I have a pretty, I have a mild aphasia for movies. I can't you remember like actors. I don't, don't remember you like magic. I like I'm magic, all right? Yeah, yeah, I enjoy or, magic. And card tricks. You do card yeah. tricks. I like card yeah. tricks. Yeah. yeah. Why not Typing do like a card using podcast? weird keyboard layouts? You I, do a whole I, it, podcast I about that. Yeah, there's some things that I do. I cut holes in books and hide things in them. I do a lot of things, yeah. but none of these are things that I would do a yeah. podcast Why about. Why couldn't you have a podcast called like Cards Out, bro? Something like that. <laughs> and then, like, you know, like the audio shows up out, and you're bro, like, sounds like a, a, a threat um, for sure. Yeah, it right. sounds like yeah, I'm yeah, robbing yeah. you. But that's good. That's kind of, you gotta be pushy these days. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. You have to. This could be your Joe Rogan experience. Look, you know? I, yeah. I enjoy watching a movie. I really like talking to you guys. That's what this mm. is for me. I like yeah, games. I, know. I love watching a movie. I have a great time, but I do not have any like greater interest in movies. At, like, I'm like, I, it's a neat art form. I probably talk about music more than I talk about movies outside of the show. You never talk to me about music. Well, Are you serious? Mm. Yeah, you like some things that I don't have opinions you about. You don't know what I like. What do you think I like right now? Tell me what you think I like. You, What's something you I like? You like something, uh, you like uh, either like a dark metal 
or like what? a noodly Swedish art. You only like things in in um, Norwegian, probably. No way. Whether it's Norwegian metal or Norwegian like experimental dance things. You're so or, no, no. You You're like okay, way uh, off. Not, way off. Okay, You're okay. Not... Uh, I like folk. You like classic folk. No. Okay. What is this? Okay. Uh, Listen, Alex, I mean... I'm a fun guy, and I like yeah. fun music. Yeah. Like, well, I like old pop music from other countries that's what i would say if, if How, somebody like, yeah. you like the beatles no i said i guess the uk is technically another country, another country. But that's not what i mean <laughs> i mean like i like old japanese pop music like from the oh, 70s and yeah. 80s of or course like, i should have i don't know why i didn't start in japan uh, yeah. that makes actually way more sense <laughs> for what obvious. we're talking about yeah. yes you're right of course you, you mean, enjoy do you do you k-pop are you a k-pop guy um, no, K-pop? K-pop's not old. I want old stuff. Okay. I like old okay. stuff yeah. that's pop. And well, I can't be too old though. So generally, things between the '60s <laughs> and the '90s. Okay. They don't sing in English, and it's pop music. I like probably all of that. Do you do well, any Japanese surf rock from the '60s? Yeah, Japanese surf rock owns. Okay, uh, all right. Okay, I could like. Yeah. It. So there's there's going to be something that I like that you like, but I'm not. Yeah. I think I like a lot of likable music. That's why I don't like you making it sound like I like some weird, you know, Norwegian. Specifically, not in English. That was one of your qualifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You can't do anything the easy way. Yeah, I don't like I don't like English. English is overrated, and I think it's fun to listen to music where I know they're singing about something that everyone understands, but I don't understand the words. (laughs) So you're just about the emotions. Yeah, I feel it. I feel those basic ass emotions, and they make me feel good. All right. I mean, to bring it back around to Framed, have you yeah, done Hurdle? The, like, Wordle, but with music? It plays Whoa. a second of a song, and each guest gets you in the next second of the I song. I love that. Sure. Um, I have not. Um, but, I mean, if you you say you know you know music better, you know, it's, it's I also I know very I don't know shit about music. I said I talk about it more than I talk about movies in a given day. Um, I definitely had more fun watching the Grammys than I did the Oscars. Um, That's that's where the Oscars is at now. You know what I mean? The Grammys Grammys are better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There was some interesting stuff at the Grammys, um, but nothing worth talking about. I agree with you, by the way, Alex, though, that the Grammys is more interesting than the Oscars. I just think that that's not a great thing. That's not a great sign for anybody. Sure. Sure. The Grammys just make me feel old. Yeah. Well, the Oscars make me feel like at least I have like a frame of reference of what they're talking about. Well, this one's I feel like yeah. I have as much of a frame of reference to the Grammys as I do the Oscars as well. Mm. I'm not saying I should have a podcast about mu- music either. I don't know shit about music. I just like I enjoy it. I listen to more music than I do watch movies. I like movies. I watch TV more than probably than I watch mm. movies if it's not for the show. Alex, you're like so old to not have some sort of large, you know, vast uh cupboard of knowledge somewhere in your brain i do I, but i know I'm, I'm a renaissance man dude i'm like a mile <laughs> wide an inch deep all right i've got, I like I've that. got a, a mercury poisoning oh um, yeah i'll allow it classic I think it... renaissance man issues stupid <laughs> joke but yeah no i do think i yeah i dabble a lot i have a lot of things i like a You're little dabbler. bit i feel like i could be a panelist on a lot of shows but a that's host cool. i don't have a thing that i should be the host of mm. oh i like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's but true. this is this show has always been about you guys it's always been about the friendship aspect because we started about books i don't give yeah. a shit about books i mean i read books but i don't like care about it i just yeah. like a little bit of everything yeah yeah you're There's... just here for the sadism of getting shit on constantly <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, no, I like friendship. I've just, because of whatever trauma in my past, I associate friendship with people being mean to me. Uh, that's how you show affection. All right. Anyway, that's the news. That's framed. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that on the air to get deeper into it. It's just... Um, when I don't know, there's just because you mm. you have to guess a movie that's in the thing. You can't yeah, just right. Yeah, you can't just say, "Give me the next frame." I don't know. Oh, sometimes yeah. I just waste a guess though. Well, right, yeah, so I mean, all I'm doing is I'm like, okay, parking lot, and I search because it pulls it up. You do a little search, so I'm like, movie with the name parking lot, nothing lot. Okay, that's good. Crying of Lot Forty Nine. It's not that <laughs> next. Mm. And I just like, oh, they're they're on the road. Okay, is mm. it the road? Nope, not the road. Next. <laughs> I just try to, th- I just type things I see. And then eventually I'm like seven in. And I'm like, I have no idea what this movie has never seen. What was I the really... one with the red light the other day? Uh, Shutter Island. Never heard of it. The Scorsese movie, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's okay. It's not great. It's not, it's no Dawn of the Dead, but it's all <laughs> right. I don't know. I forgot to right. do it yesterday. I just no. didn't even do it yesterday. I'm realizing because you just gave away the answer. And I'm like, yeah. wait, I don't remember Shutter Island. But you Island. can't go back to it. So it's fine to spoil no, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I know. I'm just sad that I forgot to do it yesterday because I want to keep my streak up. You know, um, this is random, but just speaking of Dawn of the Dead, I just had like like every few years I just like have this random thought when I think about like, man, George Romero like created zombies as we know yeah. it. That's yeah. crazy. Who just creates like not just like one of the most iconic movies of all like movie series of all time but like you create a template that like literally everyone is gonna the most stolen from person of the 20th century is well, probably it's not stealing because he messed yeah. up remember Do yeah you, have you heard that story about well, yeah, how he, he forgot did. to put a symbol on the thing and then copyright it yeah but I yeah. Mean, that's what, he, he that's forgot big... to copyright zombies well he he didn't like the movie was such a kind of nothing when it came out that they let the copyright lapse but that is why it became such a cult classic because it had no copyright, so it was free for theaters to show it anywhere. Yeah, it's uh, so in a lot of ways. It's like the fidget spinners lady forgetting the copywriting it, forgetting to like re up the patent is what allowed fidget spinners to become like anyone oh. can make them when they became. I thought huge everybody boy. was ripping those off anyway and didn't yeah. care about the patent, but yeah. But like George Romero, like he. And I, I don't think he I think he's probably like he was probably like, yeah, you know, take it, do whatever you want with it. But like to create something that is like, I mean, we were talking about video games earlier, movies, TV shows, zombies as George Romero imagined them like they were zombie esque things throughout histories. But like the classic zombie is like this dude just invented that. That's yeah. crazy. Right. Um, who, who does that? I mean, probably like, well, there's a lot of monsters. So like maybe a dozen, 12, 15 yeah. people. Well, there's, I mean, uh, it's funny though, because so people always ask, or I guess they don't ask so much anymore because I guess it's kind of the craze is sort of worn off. But people used to ask like, why are there so many zombie things? And I feel like the answer was always like, well, because you don't have to pay anybody for them. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, remember when Sherlock Holmes went public domain, I guess? And then there were all sudden Sherlock things everywhere. It's the same story. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. free. It's free. Well, yeah, zombies are also thing. like the ultimate um, like coat hook monster, right? You can hang whatever you want on yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Isn't that about um, racism in Vietnam? Soldiers coming back from Vietnam? Coat hook? No, Dawn of the Dead. No, Dawn of the Dead is more about like consumerism. Like they're trapped in a mall yeah. that the zombies are trying to get in. Oh. Day of the Dead has more of a like a they're weaponizing zombies and stuff like that. Yeah, but Wait, Dawn of the Dead is just about they're in like a house and it's about racism. Oh, that's, that's Night, Night of the, the Living dead. dead. That's the first uh, one. Yeah, yeah, the black yeah. and white one. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's about racism and when coming back from Vietnam. I think that, I think the movie came out before Vietnam, though, right? The movie came out in the in sixty eight, early sixties, right? Early no, sixty eight. Sixty-eight. Yeah, but so, the, I, I believe that the idea of that was uh, um, it was during Vietnam. But the idea was like um, black soldiers returning from Vietnam are then um, still dealing with racism at home, and like anyway, that's part of that is a metaphor for the zombie. I don't those know. Are, those are good movies. I didn't like. I didn't come up with that theory. That's something I read. Anyway, mm. um, okay, so we're gonna wrap up on this segment. Oh, I do want to say one more thing though about my podcast. I should host, um, which is that I do feel like the, you know the advice you get a lot when you're creative all the time is just like follow your obsessions and your passions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Am I? Maybe I'm just like not a. I'm never a nine with passions. I'm always like a six. I'm yeah, like your, your I like album things. is called Vanilla. You know I, what I mean? Like, a, well, okay. I mean, obviously, it is actually a statement on. Uh, no, I, I know, I know yeah, the joke. Actually, we know, we know, we know, we know your vanilla thing. Really quick, since you mentioned that, I had an idea for merch. What do you think if I got vanilla um, astronaut ice cream with my label on it that I could sell? As yes, merch? you could buy absolutely. vanilla ice cream sandwiches. Absolutely, wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Yes, I love it. I think I've it it actually lot. had space ice cream. Is it actually good? What does it taste like? It tastes like I, like dehydrated it tastes ice like cream. ice cream flavored chalk. I mean, the texture is really Let weird. Um, actually, if you had honeycomb, yeah, yeah the candy, honeycomb. yeah, it's like it's like that. If it was vanilla ice cream flavored, it's a huh. similar texture. It's pretty neat. I don't know. It's fun. It's certainly fun once when you're a kid and you're at a um, you're at an aquarium gift shop or whatever. Yeah, um, and when you're in space, it's probably nice to have anything. You know, actually, I'm pretty sure they don't do it in space because <laughs> it's super crumbly and you cannot be crumbly in space. Um. Mm. I want to ask a question real quick before yeah. we get out of this kind and of like whatever zone. Um, yeah. Is your second album going to be called Cheese? <laughs> it could be. Uh, it could be called Chocolate, and I could be doing Whoa. a Neapolitan trilogy. Mm-hmm. No, wait. I thought. Oh no, no, no. You're right. Yeah, and, and then, then strawberry, strawberry for the third one. Yeah. yeah, that's an option. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But chocolate, I feel like it's got to be your dirty album or something. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go strawberry next and then chocolate for the third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to need a lot of time to prepare you're, the chocolate. You're a dark album, you know? What yeah. I, would, yeah, or I just like... would like it if I made the, if it was like act, like DVDs or whatever, which I'm not doing obviously or something, but like where the, it, you wouldn't notice it when vanilla comes out, but the spine is like mostly creamy vanilla colored with like a little thin stripe of a chocolate mm. cookie on one side. And then strawberry comes out and it's a pink. You don't notice. And then the chocolate comes out and you're like, wow, yeah. it's Neapolitan. They were doing it the whole time. He had a plan. I like that. I like you should that. make th- There should be a DVD now just so that you can do just that. Just so I can have covers. People yeah, love is- DVDs, you know? We just <laughs> love them. We love buying them. <laughs> love having them. Okay, well, this is a good segment about nothing. This is what happens when uh, Ezra's gone is we just go back to chatting. So I think uh, it's fun. It's, it's well, I mean, you can tell us in your five-star review how unfun this was. <laughs> All right, and now well, let's talk about our movie that we do have a movie to watch, and because Hunter is involved in the show, it's not in English. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh-oh. It's time for segment two, the game, but it's not a game this week. The homework is what it would have been called in previous experiences. Um, anyway, this is a movie. This is the movie time. So we're taking a week break from our game because Ezra's not here, and it's an important because it was his pick. It was important that he be here for it. So we're going to come back to that next week, and we'll have a special message from Ezra after this when we talk about what's going to happen next week. And I'll give you a slight spoiler. We don't know yet. I haven't listened, so we're going to find out. He sent in his pick by voice message. Uh, but in the meantime, we're watching Drive My Car, the 2021 Japanese drama road film, co-written and directed by 
Hamaguchi, Mr. Hamaguchi. Would you consider this a road movie? There's a um, lot of time on the road, but I would argue like a road movie it has like a certain condensation to it, right? A certain like so, a road trip movie, right? Uh-huh. It's a genre on itself. Right. So uh, I I will just point out that whenever I say this at the beginning of an introduction, it's just whatever Wikipedia classified it yeah. as. No, I'm so just I'm that's not, I didn't I... make that up. I didn't think about it a lot. Yeah. But I yeah, I, get your think, opinion. I would say would you okay. call this a road movie. Yeah, I'm not would trying call to the like last no. two acts a road movie. I wouldn't call it. a road I would say movie. there's a road movie in it. There's a road trip at the very end. Yeah, yeah, I right. think it's got a road but, movie vibe yeah, to it. Yeah, it's kind of uh, got it. Well, here's the thing about Wikipedia, Anthony. You can edit it whenever you want. Yeah, you can just yeah we need to get out. in there and change it. Yeah. You I'm could just attacking. say it's like a it's a drama that occasionally takes place on the road. Yeah. No, I, well, I'm not attacking you. I just think it's an interesting conversation because it's like this movie takes it's a lot. It's like squares and rectangles, right? A movie can be on the road a lot, but doesn't make it a road movie, you know? Right. right. And a road trip movie doesn't have to take place on a road. You know, like if a movie like Walkabout sure. or something like that, like I would call that a road trip movie, even though it's mostly like a walking off road trip. You know, I will say that the 2012 film On the Road is not classified by Wikipedia as a road movie. It's just an adventure drama. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, maybe maybe this is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult game of classification. This this movie, though, the one we watched, uh, Drive My Car is based on the short story by Haruki Murakami um, of the same name, which was part of a 2014 collection of stories called Men Without Women. And um, the movie also incorporates a lot of stuff from other stories in that collection. And it is starring three people who's who are so talented, they deserve better than me taking a guess as to how to pronounce their names. Uh, it's just, I think they don't deserve what I would do to them if I said them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't want to try at all. You know, Japanese is phonetic. It's it like, is, you, you it read is phonetic. it. That's there how there it is. isn't O wearing a hat in one of them. I think what? that's just Toko. You think it's I, just, then what's the line for? I, hmm, maybe it's Toko. Like uh, a longer, longer O. Could but. be. Um, I, the, the last names are Nishijima, Miura, and Kirishima, probably. That's pretty good. That's I think my that's good. I think you guess. did great. Okay, so we have decided, we were talking about this off the air, we decided we're going to be we're going to be a little soft with spoilers early on, and then we might have a spoilery section that we can tell you to skip. But for the meantime, you're still safe for a little while. But I'm going to do my patented redacted micro summary. So because of the redactions, it is two and a half cent, uh, two and a half bullet points micro summary. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about this first part. So uh, there's a married couple. They're both in entertainment. She's a TV writer. He's an actor in the legitimate theater. And she's got, I would say a slightly unconventional writing process where uh, she has to have sex and then um, talk about, then, she, then a story will come to her, but in sort of an orgasm induced creative fugue state. So she'll describe a story and then completely black out and not remember it. And then her husband has to tell it to her later while he's driving her to work. Um, which, fun fact, uh, the same way The Office was written. Um, <laughs> you can just feel it in The Office. You can tell. Yeah, it's yeah, got that you can, undercurrent. You can't yeah. watch Scott's thoughts and not think about someone yeah. coming. You're right? like, <laughs> you're like yeah. someone was in, a, in, a, in an interesting state and they uh, this was clearly dictated and not read. Mm. Um, that's the office. Anyway, so that's how that works. Um, but then 
years a couple years later um that guy is putting on the the male half of that opening thing is putting on a production of uncle vanya in multiple languages and you get to see it you get to see all of it not in order but i would say if anyone asked have i seen uncle vanya the answer is yes right i think all three of us have now seen uncle mm-hmm. vanya because they give you a lot of clips of it um and, and you never uh, had, had you never experienced uncle vanya before i've never movie? seen uncle vanya before and i still would say unequivocally i've seen the play uncle vanya because it is yeah. they show you a lot of it oh um, yeah totally and then well, while he's working on the any show production of uncle vanya like there's no a production i could see that i wouldn't be thinking like wish i was watching that one from drive my car because <laughs> it is a very cool production it is pretty, pretty cool. cool to see a production like this so the thing of he does um, this on on two plays he's in he also does waiting for godot in multiple languages so it's each of the character uh, each of the actors is speaking a different language or or yeah. most of them are speaking different languages so there's um somebody speaking german someone speaking the original russian someone's in, this is set in japan somebody speaking japanese somebody speaking korean um and then in the uncle vanya there's a person a, a deaf person who is signing um and uh then well, there's she's like mute she's not deaf she can hear fine good point um yes. there's a person uh using sign language presumably <laughs> Japanese sign language, international Korean sign, sign language? language, Korean sign language. Oh yeah, so it was say, Korean yeah. sign language. We did learn that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so all anyway. Uh, so so uh, you know what? It's been a couple. Of, it's been a week or two since I watched this. The point is different languages, and then the uh, translations are yeah. also all on the ceiling like an opera, so you can like look up and see yeah, what they're saying. It is like a, a spaghetti western, but a very <laughs> very nice play. Like rather, like you just cast actors. And let them speak their language. It's exactly what they did on old spaghetti westerns, but now but you're just they doing them, that. Which with they're the, not dubbing, yeah. but they, this is good because I, I'm sure uh, Hunter would love this play also because you do have to read it, even though you're watching a play, you oh, still yeah. have to read it uh, on mm. subtitles, and that's yeah, what you it. like. Well, I like reading My, it. Yeah, I like a play feel. where you can eat soup while you're watching it. But clearly yeah, I don't not really care about one. eating the soup. That's not. I a mean, big, I, you know what's funny? I live with a bunch of people that I didn't, you know, live with before because I mm-hmm. moved uh, like three months ago. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned about them is that they all um, fall asleep during movies. And we watch a lot of <laughs> movies together and they almost always fall asleep. Uh, uh, and it's created this weird thing where, you know, if we're watching a movie and it's not really like my pick, I don't really care about it. Then I watch the whole thing and they all fall asleep. Yeah. If we're watching a movie and I care about this movie. It becomes this weird thing of me being like, are they asleep? Are they? Are, yeah. Who's awake? Are they still awake? And do you feel or, like insulted when they are? Not really. It's just that, like, if we're gonna watch a movie and it's one I've seen before that I care about that I know like the back of my hand, but I'm just kind of showing it to them. If they fall asleep, I suddenly feel like there's no point to me being <laughs> where I am, and that yeah. makes me want to just kind of stand up and leave, which is weird, right? You know. Because it's me? your house. It's hard to leave when you live there. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, it's my house. It's hard to leave when I do live there. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, yeah, that's what true. is the point of this suddenly? You know? Um, yeah. I uh, mean, is... I, I had a question about the subtitles with you guys. With yes. Like, I don't know if you guys had the situation, but like, I've had this with a few movies, but like the kind of the, I've heard people say this, but like, you kind of like stop seeing the subtitles after a while, right? And I, I felt like with this movie, because it is, has so many people switching between languages fairly frequent, rapidly in certain scenes. There yeah. are long stretches where there's just no audio or very, very minimal audio. Mm-hmm. That it really kind of creates this sort of audiovisual soundscape where, and especially the length, I think, really helps with this as well. But at a certain point, I really did forget I was reading subtitles. 
Like that happens they, to me all the time. I would, okay? I would like understand what they were saying, and I would still be reading them, but yeah. my brain was literally like not seeing them literally on never the screen anymore. Well, okay. I'm, I'm entirely aware the whole time that I'm reading subject. The whole time and I'm I, like, I want to take a bite bad. of the soup, and I can't. Yeah. I feel bad for you in that way because I wish that you could just experience it the way that Anthony's talking about, and the mm. way that I experience subtitles all the time uh, is yeah. just like you just. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. You just at some point, and I think the mileage is different for everybody. Yeah. But at some point, you you can, and this is gonna sound like I'm condescending you a little bit. Yeah. But at some point. You get to the point where you can see the subtitles and what's going on on screen at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy Look, ability I can handle that it. the I has. Did, You know, I do still, mm. I can definitely enjoy a movie that has subtitles. I like plenty of them. I do think that um, the pacing is good for Hunter's roommates in this movie. Yeah. There was a lot of time you could fall asleep to that beautiful soundscape totally. um, of different totally. languages. Also, if you're, you know, I do tend to fall asleep in cars pretty easily. Mm, yeah. Um, you put me in a car and it immediately lulls me to sleep like a baby. So, well, when you have fact, a driver like that, you mean exactly. just to know you're in good hands. It's yeah, so e- very easy to fall asleep. I did me- yeah. I should, I mention the one more point in the movie that I haven't mentioned yet, which is that um, for uh, a significant portion of the movie, maybe two to three hours, um, he is being dr- chauffeured around in his red 1987 Saab 900 turbo and that's why it's called drive my car because it's his car and someone else is driving it such a Um, good car like drive me by your car yeah that's this movie also this movie won uh best foreign film at the oscars this year and anthony hadn't seen it yet that's mostly why we're watching it hunter and i both enjoyed it yes Um, but thank you guys i you i adored this i feel like the way you wanted to go see uncle vanya with subtitles it made me want to get a sob yeah, yeah nice looking car. I, I had never yeah. thought about a 1980s yeah. Saab. What a, he has a beautiful well, looking car in this. Especially because I was uh, thought it was funny the reading. Like in the book, it's a yellow Saab, but they changed it to red yeah. for the movie because of it, like the the surroundings. The, yeah, they, yeah, they thought it looked better against the backdrop of the yeah. long drives around Japan. I, it also like made me want to go to Japan for sure. Yeah, the oh Saab. This Saab is now up there with. Uh, the yellow slippers or the golden slippers from is Wizard of Oz as oh, two yeah, yeah. things that would change the red because <laughs> when you adapt something to film, it's probably a better color. Yeah, um, red yeah. Pop. So you're this, writing a book that you want to become iconic in a movie form later. Make it yeah. red to begin with. Yeah, right. I mean, this movie is, I mean, speaking of the locations and wanting to go there, this is the type of movie that I don't know what the scout look like. Um, the location scout got paid, but it wasn't enough. Uh, the location scout on this movie yeah. deserves more money. They yeah. found some incredible. It was beautiful. Yeah. So it was mostly taking place um, around Hiroshima, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I don't know a ton about the weather in Japan, but uh, whatever it does, it makes a lot of greenery. So presumably yeah, a lot of rain. It is just a gorgeous area, and also it's all around the the sea, whatever that the sea is in the middle of Japan. Yeah. Um. So there's like a lot of great bridges. Just a really nice looking area. Yeah, uh, it's, to it's take amazing. In um. It says on I I just picked this up from the Wikipedia article, but it says they were originally going to shoot it in Busan, uh, South Korea, Korea which is yeah. also really beautiful and very like ocean focused. Um, but they had to change it because of the COVID-19 p- pandemic. My question is, is this actually shot in uh, Hiroshima? Because I have no idea what Hiroshima looks like. So I believe so. I well, believe it was shot I'll, there. I mean, one thing we did see from the movie is that it was a lot of um, everywhere they went. There were a lot of um, memorials. 
Yeah. So right. it's to makes Hiroshima sense. specifically. So it does make sense that that would be where it was taking mm. place. Yeah. Um. I I do. I saw that same thing about moving from from Busan because of the pandemic, and I guess I just don't know because they're not that far away, and there was still a pandemic in Japan too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why but maybe it they? was trickier for them to get um like essentially everyone to Korea and make sure that is okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe oh, yeah. it was more about so they only, flying there. They only stuff. brought the one person to Korea and the car. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a spoiler. It does not matter. But they do the car does get to visit Busan eventually, and that's, that's nice. That's true. <laughs> it does end up there. Yeah. I feel nice. It feels nice for them. Um so I think one of the main things we have to talk about mm-hmm. is the credits rolling at 48 minutes in. The one of the credits. coolest, one of the coolest moves I've yeah. ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm I a mean, big it, fan of late title codes. Yeah, uh, oh this God. movie has maybe the latest, but also it is like I think in a lot of ways, like this movie, it it kind of follows like like a five act structure. If you kind of look at like kind of how you want to break it down, but I think that, that you can make an argument that this movie is the first two acts of the prologue. And then the third, the rest of the movie, the other two hours and 15 minutes is like one big third act, right? Yes. That is kind of like how the movie sort of felt to me originally. I mean, you probably could break it down in the smaller acts, but it's like, it basically tells a very interesting little self-contained story that the, the whole final half of the, or over half of the movie is kind of picking up and exploring. Like this movie, I think one of the, really interesting things something like one of the best movies some of the best movies do is like it creates almost like a narrative mobius strip where not just like the first act of the movie informs what happens later in the movie but this is one of those great films where stuff that happens in the third act and at the ending reframes and like makes you rethink about the first act oh so yeah you could almost like rewatch this again with all this new information that yeah. would just pull out even more interesting stuff. I love I love when a movie does that. I enjoy that yeah. so tremendously much. And it really yeah. does happen here. And yeah. I like that a lot about it. This is one of the things I liked about um uh Power of the Dog is that the mm. very last thing in the movie reframes everything you've seen so far. And yeah. I just find that to be a very exciting, interesting way to watch a movie. Um I also Googled while you were talking about that um latest title cards cards in film. And it seems there's some votes for a movie called Love Exposure, mm. um, which is also Japanese, where the oh, title yeah. cards and open credits are like an hour into a four-hour movie. Um, but also uh, the title cards in um, let's see, I had it and I just I just moved it. Where did it go? Um, there are ones that are like oh, oh is in the original question. Um, a movie called 127 Hours. The titles are 17 minutes in, but mm. the movie's only 93 minutes long, so it's more than 20% of the way through, yeah. which I think is interesting, well, too. Well, uh, um, speaking of Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder remake isn't super great, but it does have an incredible like 25-minute uh, late title code drop You can't, uh, in it. So that's like another one I always think about. This is a really good use of late title codes. Oh, another one is um, what we might be watching next week, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, mm-hmm. They're uh, about 18 minutes in, and it's a very purposeful, clever moment yeah. that uh, they appear, which I don't remember, but that's what I'm learning from this. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember that either. But It's like they the movie begins at the end after they, they have like their second meet cute, 
and then Elijah oh, Wood right. shows up, and then it cuts to going back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this movie um, drive my car. One of the things about like why the late title codes works, and I, I think if anything, like why the the length of this movie works, because this isn't the type of genre that usually gets like such a long like three. This movie is literally three hours long. Yes, and you know a lot of that is sort of like them going through the play Uncle Vanya. I mean, I think that this this movie makes a really interesting case as like of you know people talk about like mashups and remix generation and like a lot of people taking stuff from other movies. This is taking another piece of work and weaving it so in deeply like in like narratively with the story you're trying to tell that it is kind of a mashup remix of Uncle Vanya. You, That's really oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think the length of this movie, I mean, without getting into like spoilers or anything, is like this, like the way like Wolf of Wall Street, which is a movie some people also complain about being too long. Yep. It's like the reason when you say some people, you could just say me. You don't have to say some people. But like, I think it's too long too. I think so. Some people on this show. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons why that movie needs to be so long is because narratively it's about excess, right? It is trying to get you in the mindset and the feeling of it. And, this movie well right also it's is, a movie that is entirely funded by robbing the malaysian people of their sovereign wealth fund hmm. and they had well, to spend all part. of those hundreds of billions of dollars that were literally stolen from the people of malaysia um so it was a financial crime of a movie and so they like literally had to like, oh, hide wow. it by filming for a long time that's cool Wait, what are you talking about i mean about? it's not cool sorry it's not the, the wolf of wall street know. is like funded yeah. by like one of the largest financial crimes of all time which is <laughs> so kind of crazy. a fascinating loop but it's it was but, money stolen from one mdb the malaysian sovereign wealth fund anyway i read a book about this this wow. movie i think because the main character himself is somebody who is like lives in uncomfortable awkward situations that this movie uses its length to pit you in that mindset right like you at the end can understand what it's like to live in a weird uncomfortable sequence for years because this movie's length is about pitting you in that circumstance like yeah, I, that I, mindset. That it's really is brilliant, true and could also be shorter. Is it possible for me to agree with both of those positions? I think, well, can can I, I want to restate what Anthony just said in a different, slightly different context. Uh, I have a friend named Shelton, who's okay. much smarter than I, who said this after watching Drive My Car, and I was like, wow, this is perfect. He said, what's really good about this movie is that wild things, difficult things, dramatic things happen in it, and then you and the characters in the movie reflect on those things that happened and then more stuff happens and that's why it has to be three hours long because the rest of the movie will not hit the same way if you and the characters haven't processed what happens in the first act of the movie together and you need that time so i i really like that and i and i also like that when shelton originally said it he said it in korean sign language Um, but I, yeah, that's a great point because we've talked a little about this road trip that exists like in the later parts of the movie and it is processing an event that happened for the characters and then also kind of helps us process, which is a really, it's a very interesting road trip with that specific purpose. Yeah. movie's also really great with like the way it uses its visual storytelling. Like there's, uh, I think like there's a brilliant scene. Like there's like this young, good-looking actor that is like this recurring character throughout the movie, and like the f- the first time he meets him, he meets him in a dressing room, looking at him kind of like through a mirror, 
And then mm. the next time he sees him, he sees him through a mirror. And then in there's a big audition scene. What's he doing in the second mirror scene, Anthony? Uh, he's getting his dick wet. What do you think he's doing? Um, <laughs> you never uh, say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gross. <laughs> you asked me what he was doing. That's literally what he's doing. Well, but yeah, I guess my I, the answer yeah. I was expecting you to say was somebody's wife. Yeah, but um, and, but and when then, I somebody I don't mean anyone on this podcast. Yeah, right, but then right. like in the audition scene, they frame it, and so he's entirely off camera, and you're only seeing him in a mirror reflected right and it's like yeah. again, that's the only way he sees him through most of this movie is like through that abstraction of looking at him he's like still looking at this guy through the mirror like right years later i was just yeah. like this movie is so filled it's like all this stuff in the first act like a lot of close-up of this him and his wife like touching hands and like yeah. his hands on top of each other and in the last act there's a lot of repeated imagery of like him getting close to the driver and like them smoking with both their hands out the like sunroof, right? This is like yeah, uh, I love all this incredible shot. like wrote like letting you see him like healing and starting to open up again is like he's doing these little bits of intimacy again. Uh and it's just it's not stated. They don't make a point of it. It's just very, very clever filmmaking across the board. It really is. I should say I do think it could have been 15 minutes shorter without affecting the quality of the movie at all, but I loved it. I I really liked this movie. A I just lot. don't I know what you really would cool. cut. Is my problem yeah. is that I, I love so many of the scenes. So, but yeah, so one of the things is I don't know what he, you would cut. He needs to practice the Uncle Vanya lines, and so he gets a hotel far away from where he's staying, so he can have a long commute. You yeah. could just make the hotel a little bit closer. Well, but that's you mean like you could have this. Is what I'm saying eat, every time that we see Uncle Vanya, you could cut one line at the beginning and one line at the end of that scene, and it would not change <laughs> the meaning of that scene. It's like all of it. It just lingers. Do you, ever, do you ever say things like this and imagine the people that made the movie are listening to you say this right now and how they might feel like I, in hearing look, if you. I, Listen, if I thought that like people one line at the beginning and one line at the end of all the scenes and then look. that would add. How do you know they didn't already do that to get it to the yeah. right time where it well, is? Then they, well, if they did, it just proves they could have done two. That's even easier. <laughs> If they if they did the process, look, no movie needs to be three hours. It's just it's unacceptable social behavior. I strongly uh, yeah. think this one did. But I strongly I, think this one did. Anyway, I look, if I thought people who made art were listening to this show, I certainly would have done it differently from the beginning. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. Alex, you might as well just be like, look, there's twenty four frames a second. They could literally just take yeah, out just one take frame. frame. Oh, that's not a terrible <laughs> idea, actually. Right? Wait, how and much is the one twenty fourth of it would be um well i can't do this math anyway so be but that might be enough messing the frame rate up yeah like having it well, run you could also speed it up by like one percent you'd be, be enough probably anyway that's but that aside i do i do really like it i do think it's too much uncle vanya and mm. since uh you aren't fo- like I, it's not actually enough to follow it like really mm-hmm. and i don't know that it's making an important metaphor on what is happening in the rest of the show and i also waiting for Godot. It was a lot of waiting for Godot. I, yeah. I I think you could just do a little less of all of that. Yeah, I but like waiting for Godot and Uncle Vanya. So yeah. if you tell me that it's a movie with like a little like this is it's like a meal. You're, you're, like, an you're Uncle saying that the main course is this great like Japanese drama I've never seen. And then like there's an appetizer of waiting for Godot mm-hmm. and then like a side of Uncle Vanya. Like that just sounds fantastic. Like yeah. what a night. What a night that yeah, is. Are you like a, you're a Murakami in. fan, uh, Hunter? Yeah, and also, I like Murakami. Yeah. yeah. So I like Murakami, yeah. too. So I, which actually, I was expecting 
having read a couple of Murakami books, I was expecting something magical to happen. Mm. And this was a pretty straightforward, non-magical story, yeah. which is really interesting. That's true. I mean, well, how much Murakami have you read? Because they're not all magical. No, not all of them, but a couple of them. I mean, that's I think of him as magical realism mm. being sure, his main yeah, thing. yeah. Or that's even fair. just more mm. mysterious. There wasn't really a mystery to yeah. this either. Mm. Um, I, like, I want to say something about Murakami real quick. Yeah. Um, I always, like with like... Um, like male Murakami protagonists. Mm-hmm. I always go through this thing with them and I went through it with this movie where it starts and I'm like, this guy, I don't know. I don't <laughs> trust this guy. And then I start like relating to him and then I'm uh-huh. embarrassed that I'm relating sure. to him. Yeah. And that's like with literally every Murakami story, I'm like, I'm not like this guy at all. We have nothing in common. He's a loser. And then by the end, I'm like, man, I'm right there with you, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, and, I do think and, he's a really interestingly painted character in this, for yeah, sure. And uh, with like going back to like the really clever filmmaking stuff, it's like this movie—you're almost with him exclusively the entire film, right? Even yeah. I think like even be- even though this movie has so much live theater in it, almost all the live theater is shot from be- like him facing out towards the crowd. Right, you almost never get a shot of what the crowd's point of view. Yeah, yeah, you're in him. It. You're in. You're always Uncle Vine, with yeah. him on stage, right? You're yeah. always with him in the rehearsal scenes, with him driving or being driven. The movie is like it really locks you into his perspective. You don't ever see anything outside of what he sees in this movie. You know? Yeah, I, that's true. I also like. We, you know, going back to Murakami for a bit, where this is based on a short story, and I do think making movies based on short stories is a almost a better way to do it than basing it on full length books where you have to yeah. cut ninety nine percent of it. This yeah. you have like room to live in it, and it's actually probably a short story is closer to the amount of actual words in a screenplay. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorite movies of the last few years was The Arrival, the Villeneuve film. And that's like also based off a short story, but it, like you know, it's better to take a short story and flush it out than take a big book and trim it down. I think to a movie so. Length, yeah. You know? uh, what? Uh, it just was quick glancing at a list. Total Recall was a short story. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, we watched that one. We love. I loved that one. Loved that one. Good movie. Um, oh, and Shawshank Redemption, obviously. I know that. I think overall. The thing that makes a, a short story good fodder for an, a film adaptation is all the best film ad- adaptations of books uh, throw most of the book out anyways. So a right. short story, yeah, have there's just an understanding that like, well, we're not, I mean, we're going to use what's here, but what's here is not a lot. So we have mm. to do a bunch of other stuff to make it work as a film. Basically. Minority Report, Bear ba- Brokeback Mountain, Johnny Mnemonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I thought Johnny real- Mnemonic was just a screenplay by William Gibson. Did he actually write something for it, too? I didn't know that. Originally published in a story collection called Omni in 1981. is a 23-page wow. short story. Hmm. I had no idea. That's crazy. This, according to LitHub.com, hmm. uh, the quickest thing I could pull up. Um, but yeah, so I, I like the, that a lot, is being like, this is going to give us really solid characters and situations, and then we can let it breathe to be what a movie needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that a lot. And also the focus is on what works for this film, not, oh, how do we honor all of the beats of this, you know, story that was told in a medium that isn't film. Right. Yeah. Uh, A Christmas Carol. Another great example. (laughs) Well, seriously, A Christmas Carol, which is inspired such great movies as 
a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what else? What movies, else, Alex? Yeah. What's yeah. one true Christmas Carol? Yeah. I'm not. We don't need any more. Let's, let's do a listicle. Let's do a. Uh, long... No, no, that's the only one. Is a Muppet <laughs> oh, okay. Christmas? As far as I know, that's the only adaptation of that story that's ever existed. Yeah, that's the only one I know about. Oh, yeah. and the one in Scrooge. I forgot about Scrooge. So those uh, two. Uh, yeah, it's it's inspired at least two good movies. Um, but yeah, I I think it makes so much sense to have the the skeleton and the characters and like the all of this great stuff, and then you can make it be a movie instead of being like, okay, people love this movie. They're going to be pissed if we don't have ninety two references to chapter titles or whatever, yeah. and then yeah. you jam that all into a movie. Yeah. Um, I want to ask a weird question. Or smash a, a specific Sorry, was that, was that the question? No, it okay. wasn't. <laughs> How much, because it feels like we all liked this movie. Yeah. How much did you like this movie? If we kind of changed the range from like, you really liked it, or was this like, because for me, this was one of the best movies I've ever seen. God, I I finally like a movie and you're like, you don't like it enough, though. You don't like it as much as the cool people like it. I just wonder if I'm alone in that or like how much. I'm I'm with you, Hunter. This is definitely, I mean, I haven't. Still early in the year. This is definitely my 2021 movie of 2022. Like my favorite movie from last <laughs> yeah, yeah. year I've seen this year. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, if I had seen this last year, this probably would have been my favorite of the movies I saw last year. Um, yeah, I think this this movie is a, a stone-cold masterpiece. I think it's a, a true epic, and I like that it's an epic, even though it doesn't like have any of the trappings you normally see of it. Mm-hmm. I think this... There is there's goddamn meat on this bone. There is oh, yeah. so much good stuff that you can read into and analyze. And just like everyone from the directing to the acting to the music, everyone's firing on all cylinders. This is this is just an amazing film. And I cannot cannot wait to be disappointed by the inevitable bad American remake. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's coming. You know, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like just watching this, you can just tell like, oh, this is going to get a bad remake. Oh yeah, um, who's the cast going to be? Can we cast this movie real quick? Who's going to play these characters in the bad in the bad remake? Well, uh, Timothy Chalamet will definitely be the young actor. Yeah, oh for sure. Uh, yeah, that's true. Thought you got there. All right, you're right the, about that. Is um, it Benedict Cumberbatch as the as oh, the lead then? Yeah. Oh, Interesting. Tom Hardy. Plausible. I could see Tom Hardy oh. in the role, you know, think, a little bit I more. Think Tom Hardy's a little too I I, I want somebody like kind of I don't know, just like little and kind of pathetic looking. But you know, that's, that's what, what I, I mean. It's going to be an American remake, so he'll be like about <laughs> oh, okay. American. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's the guy you get for the American remake. I mean, right? Well, he's just gigantic. Yeah. Let me offer my cast, which is that the 1987 Saab 100 will be played by a 2022 Ford Bronco SUV. <laughs> yeah. It will be a Hummer. It will just be drive my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they're is not, not part they're not doing. They're not doing this, Uncle Vanya. They're doing Point Break Live. That's what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> well, that's supposed to be a really good time. People love Point Break. I Live. know. I'm not. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying that's what they're going to be doing as their their theatrical right. production. That's funny. Um, I I do like uh, one of the things about the Saab that's so cool is that it is shot so beautifully. This car, then it can't be product placement because the company is defunct. Like right. Saab does yeah. not exist. Yeah. So this is like. What just a, this is just us liking this car. This is just wow, for us. That's yeah. genius. Yeah, I'm so glad that yeah, I I didn't even think about that aspect of it. But at no point did I think like, oh, this is kind of gratuitous product placement. Yeah. Never did that occur to me. Was, yeah, because yeah, they went a, out of business a while ago. Yeah. So Absolutely. in the American remake, it will have to be a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
This car's got some finicky things. You know, the headlights are on the left side, and yeah. um, if you press this button, we travel back to the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Very, very tricky vehicle, the DeLorean. Because you guys remember the there's a time travel movie with it? I yeah. that, you get that's it. One, yeah, that's, that's one of the machine. only only things I remember about okay, good, it. Yeah. Actually, just, yeah. if you're gonna if yeah. you're gonna drive back and forth to a hotel, do it in style. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a reference yeah, to the I, movie. Do you remember when they say that line? But I changed it to fit this movie. You know, I don't yeah. watch a lot of movies. Okay, so get, I'm not really yeah. aware of that one. You know, but you you get the premise. I mm. think. Yeah, um, yeah. We're we're yeah. we're going. We don't need DeLorean. <laughs> that's one that yeah. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> where we're going. We don't need audio cassettes of the script. Um. Man, uh, yeah, I okay, so do we need to take a pause? I think this is, okay, you know what? We don't, I don't think we need to do a separate spoilery section. I think that's good enough. No, I, I think, think we did great. A very good yeah. discussion of it. But let me just finish off this question you had, Hunter, um, which is, so I'm going to do a weird question, which we're not going to rank this because it's not part of season five's movie yeah. game. But yeah. if you were to rank all of the movies, if you were to add this to the master quality list of things we watched during this game, where would you put Drive My Car? I think this movie is... I, I mean it this time. I joke. I say this jokingly every week. Better this movie is better than Apollo 13. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell this, yeah, it is. This would have to... I would honestly, like... I'm Okay, I just watched this within the last, like, 24 hours. I'm very, very hot on it still. Um, so I'm a little, little high on it still, like I said. But I do think that this would have to be in the top five. This is one of the yeah. best movies I have seen in quite some time. Top I five, I can give you a hunter. Where would you really put it? appreciate you I more specifically? It, uh, if it was just up to me, this would be number one because the way it works in my head is third man's great. Great movie. Great film. It's an important movie, but this movie connected with me mm. specifically. This felt like a movie I'm going to yeah. carry in my heart for the rest of my life. Third man, I sit down and watch it. And I'm like, wow, that's that that amazing. That was so crazy. I can't believe I know all these little things about it. I like love it, admire it. Did it connect with my heart? Did it get in there where it will now live in a little room in my heart? No, it's not like that. No. Well, so so my car is. Okay. So, um, and then I guess my answer is I, I think top five is for sure. I would probably put it second. It's weird because Edge of Tomorrow is just such a wacky little movie that is very good but is just such a genre piece it's so modern it's just so weird that it's hard to like put that against Mm. an art house film like this um so but i would probably end up with it being second although i do what i like about it if it was above third man is i do think if in the end of the season the third man was third best and apollo 13 somehow ended up being the 13th best that would be very pleasing so that's yeah. pretty good i would yeah. put th- i would let you put this first just for that but i think probably realistically i'd put it between third man yeah. and edge of tomorrow i definitely yeah. enjoyed third man more and um, i think i enjoyed edge of tomorrow a little bit more but that's because this is a little bit more so but also how many rooms do you have in your heart hunter i feel like my heart is mostly full Oh yeah, I mean, I, I for movies, there's only there's not that many rooms, you know that that there's not that many movies that live in my heart in the heart place. Okay. There's maybe like thirteen movies that live in my heart. Oh, and do you have to carry one out around. when you get a new one like this? What did you kick one out when you added a new one? No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, okay, it's good. Keep, yeah, yeah. If a hmm. movie's gonna live in your heart, it's just gonna be there forever. You know what I mean? Um, like it's <laughs> we're married. Me and this movie, we're we're married. My my, <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite oh, moments is that, a, is that from a movie? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite moments in Drive My Car, and I would say the main thing it has over the third man is in the third man. There's also people 
who speak a lot of languages. Mm-hmm. But no yeah. one in the third man looks at that person and goes, that's fucking amazing that you speak so many languages. <laughs> and I love that drive yeah. my car. Because no one ever does that in movies. No one's ever like, you speak how many languages? Yeah. That is so fucking cool, dude. <laughs> like, and I love that this movie, again, having that running time, you have these like this room to breathe. Yeah, and you room can to pick t- these make that little, one specific line. You don't even have to little, cut like, the first and last human, word of that sentence. Human moments that you just don't get in yeah. a lot of other movies that have mm-hmm. to trim their runtime. I mean, All I think right. that's yeah, this movie's incredible. I cannot okay. suggest enough you guys going to watch it. Um, okay, yeah, please so that, watch that's going to be our uh, wrap on Drive My Car. So the last thing we have to do, segment 3.5, before we move on, is that uh, next, it's time to pick because we're going back to the game. It's time for Kevin Bacon's Exclusive Carbs. Oh, As you know, each week we are moving the the, the person who... Eat, I wish I could describe this better. Uh, we each picked a movie. We're trying to steer the, the podcast to those <laughs> movies for points. Each week we have to go to a movie that is one Kevin Bacon away from the previous movie. Um, this week, the end of round three, Ezra's the last person to pick in round three. And uh, Ezra uh, and I were working together ostensibly this week. So this was my, my pick last week um, was in the cut which had Mark Ruffalo in it, which would allow Ezra to pick Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, thus scoring points and splitting them with me. And we both would get to add some points to the scoreboard. However, Ezra has told me that we have to listen to his voice message for the first time on the air where he picks a movie. And I hate this. And he did, you know, I'm very stressed out about it. I think there's definitely a possibility that Ezra fucked me. Now, is that Ezra's style? Well, I don't know. Uh, it He's is Ezra's style himself. to make it wacky, yeah. but not it, to... Yeah. How is he fucking you here by not picking his movie? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's screwing himself over. Well, no, but yeah. we agreed to split the points, so he would be taking away the points that I was going to receive, and he would make me have waste my pick last week when I did it in order to get these points. And also, if he, does, if he picks Eternal Sunshine, there's a 50% chance that one of us goes again first well, next week, and then we get to pick my movie, so I would score again. So if he picks here, anything else, it could screw me. Here's what I'm going to say. We got to watch In the Cut last week, which I know you didn't like, but Hunter and I both really enjoyed. Yeah, that so movie. I, really really like, I really liked is it a lot more wasted. after we talked, but it was not fun yeah. to watch. Uh, but yeah, I just again, I think that this is where... The game part it makes me kind of feel sad for you guys because you're like, I got to watch a really interesting movie and I wasted my turn on that. And I just <laughs> like, we got to watch an interesting, cool movie. Like, isn't that enough? Can't you be happy with that, Alex? All we right. got to watch well, Drive My Code this week. That's let's dope. Let's find out. I'm going to play Ezra's voice message that he sent us from right, Hawaii. Here we go. Big moment. Hello, friends. With my third pick, I'd like to announce that I'm traveling via Mark Ruffalo to his 2004 hit, one of my all-time favorites, 13 Going on 30. <laughs> uh, I'd like to announce that, but it would be very oh. unfair to Alex and the trust he put in me, so this week we will be watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. You got us, as You we got go. me. There was no reason for him not to go there because he's going to be preserving his lead. Okay, he does like to play, and he did point yeah. out when I told him how stressed out I was about this message that he he pointed out that he's lawful good, not or uh, chaotic good, not chaotic evil. So yeah. he wanted to get a good joke joke in there. Um, mm-hmm. We're not watching thirteen going on thirty. Although after we score, who, depending on who gets picked next, we could watch that. Yeah, or no, we couldn't because it would be you'd be traveling yeah. by Ruffalo twice and. 
we talked about whether or not you could do that. And I think we said no, even though I don't know why. No. Yeah. No. But anyway, well, it makes um, it too simple. I no. mean, I'm going to just, I'm going to like Babe Ruth going up to the bats. I'm just going to say, if I get to go next, I'm very excited because I don't know. Have I gotten us to watch Michael Clayton on this podcast? Did we no. do a Michael Clayton episode? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love to rewatch Michael Clayton. So that's what my okay. going well, to Tom Wilkins. I will also point out to you that if you go next and you wanted to pick Cable Guy, I would be happily give you two points for it. Again, so I'm not whether you want those points, two points more I'm than you want to watch Michael good Clayton. movies, but we Michael could also Clayton's watch Michael Clayton movie later. Then well, Cable wait, wait. Guy. Anthony, whoa, wait, this, this announcing this is your tactic actually is going to be bad for my game because now me and you need to start working together more because the uh, Ezra and Alex are working together. No, so I feel I'm like I want to help Anthony score. Well, yeah, I'm... Alex is Alex wants to play everybody, but like you do, there is a game to be played here, and my new strategy is to play against Ezra because Ezra is the point leader. So okay. I I will be trying to point block Ezra when possible and work with anybody who's not Ezra in order to get my points up. I will work with you. I will also work with Anthony, although Anthony will not work with me, and I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, but I will, uh, and I will still work with Ezra. I am interested in points being scored the way Anthony is wor- interested in movies being mm-hmm. watched. Yeah. Although, Anthony, I will if, remind you, you made us watch movies that we did not want to watch in order to get ready to watch Battleship Potemkin. I didn't make us do anything. I just no, went Anthony, to Battleship Potankin. I had nothing to do with any oh, of that. Oh, that's true. You yeah, just did the dunk. Yeah. You didn't do the An- setup An- pass. Anthony okay. jumped in because there was so much happening, and he just wanted it to be over, which I yeah. respected a lot. A yeah. whole heck of a lot. And yeah. honestly, you know what? You know what, Alex? You're right. If I get to go next week, you know what I'm picking? I'm picking the extended cut of Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> you want to complain about long movies? That's what I'm doing. We're watching the three and a half. You get to choose the cut. I don't know if that's part of this game. That absolutely Uh, is part of this game. I don't know. Keep giving me sass. See what happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're cut a specific cut of a movie. That's unprecedented. That would be unprecedented. I think you need a special power card for that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and I still got. We still got three power cards or four power cards yet to be played. So that'll be interesting. Anyway, next week, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Very excited for it. Um, and now, really quick, before we go, we have a new... Actually, let me do the music, because we have a new Meat Buddy to thank. Ooh. Yeah. All right. This week, we have a wonderful new Meat Buddy, Ellen from Stockholm. And Ellen says to us, I am here to take full advantage as read it and weep Meat Buddy guilt amnesty. I had a lot of guilt for not donating sooner, but now I feel great. And just a reminder to everybody listening at home, if you feel guilty for not having donated earlier to the show, if you've been listening for a long time and you feel guilt, we are continuing for the month of April official guilt amnesty. You are required to feel no guilt. You are required to not feel guilty for not donating earlier. And this is a one-time only thing. Starting in May, you have to feel double guilt if you donate in May. So April official amnesty. very quickly becoming a religion and i'm surprised (laughs) by this turn i'm just like listen we will we will wipe away your sin 
yes. our, our, yeah. our sweet children. Yeah. Um, but Look, if there's you, nothing else that we offer, so we have to have something metaphysical yeah. as part of becoming you a have, buddy. You have mm-hmm. sinned, listener. You <laughs> have sinned, and only we may wash away your sins. And um, like a church, you need to tithe 10% of your monthly earnings <laughs> yes, to you us. Tithe, my brother in yeah. Christ. I, you, you, you have to tithe 10% of whatever you give to Radiolab. That's what I think. <laughs> All right. So Ellen goes on to say, I'm loving the current season, by the way. I think the power cards will add a lot to the game. I'm really excited to see where you end up. Um, we might discuss, actually, since we burned through a bunch and then we've been sitting on them for a while, possibly getting another round of cards. I don't know when I we have to that. redeal more cards, but we, we should get more cards soon. so many cards on our first go, and mm-hmm. my other card is not going to be useful for quite some time. Well, so this is my thought, is that a lot of the cards are not helpful and so we would have to add some possibly more interesting and helpful cards to the packs so if anybody has more cards you want to suggest for the next round and then also we'll figure out when we should and you can suggest when we should have another deal of cards um because right now we might be just kind of stuck mine could work in some situations but it's very specific um so maybe just adding a third card to everyone's deck would be good um ellen says for your uh, for her special meat buddy segment here's what ellen says i'm turning 30 in a few weeks Ooh, and a round of random compliments wait what 13 going on 30. I don't know why you're assuming Ellen is 13. Um, Because there's also no, 29 just, going on 30. No, I, yeah, there's I different figured options. Out that, yeah. I actually just figured out that Ellen's 29 um, yeah. right now. Yeah, well, or 13. We know it's one of the two. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Ezra referenced that movie, and now I'm like thinking that's a weird coincidence. Oh, yeah, he's turning 30. Right. Yeah, that's. I don't, right. I'm not just saying 13 going on 30 for no reason, this Alex. Is how bad. Well, no, I thought Ezra's you were doing name. a reference to the number 30, but you're, we had already no. talked. Look, my brain is bad. Look, I haven't. I I've only seen that movie once. I found it very delightful, and now I'm just thinking. I kind of wish we were watching Thirteen Going on Thirty. Yeah, instead of really Eternal Sunshine, it. a movie I'm I've excited seen for Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Um, I do not remember liking it. Were you about to, when you watched Thirteen Going on Thirty? It was 2004. Were you 13? No, I didn't see Thirteen Going on Thirty till like in the last 18 months. It was a COVID movie I watched. Oh, um, but I wait. I so so it. is the premise of this that she becomes 30? It, yeah, it's a, a body swap comedy. Yeah, she goes I love from a 13th birthday to being 30. And right. She's, it's big, but in it's, modern days with Jennifer Gardner. It's, it's Jennifer Gardner's big. Girl yeah. big. Girl um, big. Okay. Anyway, well, so um, Ellen, possibly 13, possibly 29, turning 30 very possibly shortly. Possibly 31. She's Benjamin Buttony in it. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, it's right. a short well. story. Yeah. Um, also okay. a possibility. Well, so we haven't figured out her current age. We've got it narrowed down to a few options. Um, uh, oh, what if it's that w- the other, um, what if it's that Robin Williams movie where she's yeah. actually five but seems 30? Or the other way well, around. He wasn't actually 30. He was five. You know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, that's she, what Alex just said. That's what I'm saying. So no, she's no, turning 30, that. maybe. But no, no. She would have said, I'm turning six, but I have Jack disease. So I look 30. If she right. was saying that. That's true. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. That's not how the rules of Jack worked. They didn't oh. have an age for how he appeared. You know what I mean? Right. No. He was just straight up six. Yeah. They were Look. just kind of guessing how okay, he might appear. So other you know? possibility. Ellen is a dog and she's turning seven and two sevenths. I'll give you that. Yeah, That's I'll give you that. I'll anyway, you think about how, it, how insane it is that Francis Ford Coppola made the Godfather, Godfather <laughs> 2, Apocalypse Now, the conversation, and then would later go on to make Jack. 
how <laughs> fucked up that is. That is fun. Yeah, that's fucked. That's fun. That's not fun. That's fucked up. Jack's a well. Fucked I like up you know. I love that. Like yeah, Jack is pretty fucked up. George yeah. Miller did Happy Feet and Babe Two Pig in a City. Like I love that stuff. Yeah, those are good movies though. Fucking is, Jack, is Jack is not, not a good, good movie. movie. Well, I oh. think this is the risk of of that attitude of being a film director. Where you're like, I want to make all kinds of films about yeah. anything. At, at, well, at some point, we're gonna find out what you don't know a lot about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and I think with Francis Ford Coppola, it was people. Jack wasn't really like <laughs> I'm a filmmaker who wants to make a whole type of different stuff. Jack was more of a I got to pay off these debts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so I respect I'll make that anything, too. You know, I respect people who are hey, everybody's who, got who debts. Pay debts. Okay, I got yeah. debts. I got oh man, my debt. Oh, I, I'm not gonna be able to do something like Jack in order to pay <laughs> off my debt. You know, look, I would make Jack right now, and I'm not even in any debt. That sounds you would fun. just make Jack. That's where you are. You would just make Jack without yeah, even. Prompting. That'd be great. I mean, my yeah, mine would be called "You Don't Know Jack," and because he looks thirty, but he's fifteen. I don't, or I don't know if you could get away with that one, but um, I just think it would be funny if, like, you got hit up by, like, I don't know, a, a movie studio, and they're like, they, they're like, any any ideas off the top, and you're just like, Jack, let's do Jack again. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I didn't actually watch it, so I didn't realize it was that bad. But I do like pretty bad. One of my favorite things is like. Um, thinking of like Disney Channel style premises, but then done for adults. So like yeah. that body swap comedy that kids watch, but like for like what would an adult version of that would be like, I don't know, 30 going on 80 or something where she's like wants to skip till she's retired. And then she's like in a retired lady's body and she's like got all this regret. Anyway, I like that kind of thing. You know, okay. I like, yeah. I like uh, uh, I love a body swap. I love a shrinking. I love a shrinking ray of some kind. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. hey, so hey, Jack these, are, seems... these are a lot of great ideas. What was that thing you were saying about Jack again? Though? Can we <laughs> so go back to that? Jack almost feels like that where they're like, it kind of sounds like a Disney Channel thing. He's going to go shopping and buy them cigarettes because he looks 30. But then it's actually like really sad. And it's yeah. about this real. Syndrome. But I mean, you also have always wanted to work with Bill Cosby. You're a comedy hero. So is he in Jack? Another... I thought it was oh, Robin yeah. Williams. No, Robin Williams plus Bill Cosby, your oh. two favorite comedy heroes. Yeah, yeah, wild. Um, that would have been a day. Um, all right. Well, anyway, that aside, I think this is what people love about the Meat Buddy segments is how quickly they go off the rails. This is how quickly this one's got. We I didn't even get to the second half of the sentence oh, where I say oh. what she's asking for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What do we, what is that? Random compliment. About Jack, yeah, because we it was not, that. I'm turning thirty. Can you give me a, an in-depth discussion of the movie Jack, directed by Francis Ford Coppola? Sorry, Coppola. Ellen. <laughs> Ellen is turning thirty in a few weeks and uh, would like a round of random compliments as a birthday present. Um, would be a great b- birthday present. Um, so, uh, obviously, we have a lot to say about Ellen. We know a lot about you based on this email. Yeah. You tend towards guilt but are not feeling it currently. You didn't direct Jack. We've got a lot to go on here. Yeah. You could be one of at least four ages. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, you're very generous of spirit. We know that. What else do, what else do you guys want to yeah. say? Random uh, compliments. Know, oh, and, we, and actually, we're almost out of time, so you really should keep this pretty brief because we talked too much about I mean, Jack. I would say looking... I'm glad that you're turning 30 coming out of co- quarantine and COVID. Yeah. It would have been really depressing to turn 30 in quarantine. You don't want to oh, enter the next decade of your life. Yeah. In... Locked inside, oh. thinking about the world falling apart. Do you guys so remember what least... you did on 30? Did you guys do a big decade entering? Mm, nope. No. 
Oh, wait. No, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. I don't know what I did for 30. Um, I mean, I um, We're doing great, by yeah, the way. This I've, is this is I, I'm hearing a lot of compliments. Um, hey, well, look, nobody gets this far in the show and gives money and doesn't know what they're getting for their money. And that is yeah. very little. Okay, all right. Let's start. Let's start the compliments because we need to do those. So, Cody's yeah, um, the new thirteen. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Okay, oh, it sounds uh, creepy when you say yeah, it that way. Not great. Um, Ellen, uh, mysterious, <laughs> kind of mysterious. You know, oh, we also know Ellen's from Stockholm. Remember that? Whoa, okay. that's a good place to be from. You right? know, she either lives there or just has come to believe There's she does because she can't leave. Yeah. Named after yeah. your city. That's a true. Famous syndrome. Yeah, wow. you got yeah. You have. I mean, top top five most famous syndromes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the Batman villain, and then there's this one. Yeah. You know, Sweden is the place that Americans would say they were going to move to every time uh, a even worse person gets elected president. Except for the Americans don't know about Sweden. But if they knew about Sweden, yeah. they would say, we should all move to Sweden. This place sucks. You know? Yeah, I mean, Sweden is also home of the most of the music that Hunter likes. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, that you get to be around that's that. Wrong. I was Although just going to... ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of oh, ABBA yeah. Um, refused is one of my favorite oh, yeah, bands refused. of all yeah. time. Shape of Pump to Come is one of the greatest albums ever. And, like, Absolutely. That came out of Sweden, so that's yeah. pretty sweet. Uh, the girl yeah. with the dragon tattoo that came out of Sweden, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, so that's so something. You, so as a compliment yeah. to Ellen, you are in the home of culture. Yeah, yeah exactly. Home of culture. Ellen, have you thought about getting a dragon tattoo? Because it <laughs> yeah. sounds like... It I, sounds did, like I don't know if good things happen to the how, person who got that tattoo in that story. No, I just you mean like a good home team thing, you know, yeah, for yeah. Swedish people. is like, hey, do you have your dragon tattoo? And they all show off their dragon tattoos to each yeah. other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's probably man, something. Just you know, I just pulled up a list of syndromes to see if I really thought Stockholm syndrome was in the top five. And man, most of these are terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of syndromes are really bad. So that's definitely one of the better ones. Um, short man syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's on there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not a great syndrome. Napoleon syndrome. I'm putting. Oh, yeah, Napoleon the same syndrome. Thing. Similarly, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll, I'll just say this, Ellen. Since you're from Sweden, you know, I uh, I don't really like IKEA, but I do. Oh, yeah, IKEA. The, the amount of money that I have means that I have to fuck with your <laughs> store a lot, you know? And that's how it is for me. And you know what? I'm not upset about it all wait, the time. Wait, Lego, right? Yeah, it's adult Lego, sure. Oh, no, you isn't, mean... <laughs> isn't Lego from Sweden? Is Lego Swedish? Um, Denmark. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeesh. And you probably get that a lot, too, so you probably yeah. hate it. Now, and you know what? Now that we're talking about Sweden, I just want to say Denmark actually sucks. A lot oh, of people yeah. don't know this, but yeah. Denmark sucks. It's just not very good. And this yeah. is based off nothing, but I'm just doing this for Ellen's sake. No, I, you, yeah, know? I get it. you don't have to tell Norway yeah. sucks. Finland. Uh, yeah, Norway not nearly as good. Um, yeah. I mean, at least Slovan Trio isn't from Sweden. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's, that's, so, wow, that's a bullet you dodged yeah. there. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot about Sweden, but the flag's a plus. Yeah. Anthony taught me that joke. That's one of uh-huh. my favorite jokes. A good joke. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, the best part of that whole peninsula, though. Whew, for know, sure. You could have done that joke better. You could have done it. Uh, I don't know a lot about Sweden, but the flag is a side uh, off to the side plus. <laughs> now it's improved. <laughs> it's, the, a, it's a cross, but the yeah. sides are kind of similar length. Um, yeah. So um, what else yeah, is going on? Okay, so if you I'm were in sure, st- 
you're yeah. up there going to some, you know, fucked up midsummer festival thing. I assume yeah. that's what most of Sweden is like this time of year. We don't need cool to know about, about it. it. Yeah. Um, I've seen midsummer. It seemed like a good time for like most of it. Uh, is Sweden it the, uh, is Sweden the Little Mermaid? Um, you, I don't know. Is that a where famous the statue that story? in the bay? Uh, oh, a statue. Nope. I don't that's know. That's in. Uh, that's also in Denmark. All right, never <laughs> mind. It turns out. <laughs> turns out I know very little about Sweden. Uh, meatballs. There uh, is a famous type of oh, meatball. Yeah, oh, yeah from from yeah. IKEA. Yep. It, uh, must, it must be terrible to be not from America Swedish and fish. listen to an American show. I know there's good yeah. parts, but this might it yeah, Swedish fish. Yeah, we're the worst. We are just yeah. we're just the worst. We know so we're so dumb and we're so hey, you know what? You fucking if you were from Kansas, we'd be having the same conversation. That's At least true. I can yeah, name yeah. stuff from Sweden. That's a good point. Know? Yeah, that's so, very true. It's it's nothing specific to you know Europe. It's just in general we're dumb about our own country. We're stupid, right? You know, yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. Oh yeah, a second place currently in the World Curling Federation. So that's pretty good. That's Whoa, great. Hey, nice like curling. Nice. Just, beat, just beat Canada. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like how we immediately shifted to just general compliments about Sweden and really got away from anything specific about Ellen. What do you yeah. want to say specifically about we we know Ellen from Stockholm and then we yeah. know Yeah, this is what we know turning 30. So like yeah. well, oh, you know, where was Ellen... that drinking movie from? Was that Sweden? No, that was Denmark no. as well. God oh. damn it. Stop you know what? That. Listen, Stop I'm just gonna say this, that. Ellen. Have you considered Denmark? No. It sounds all right. I mean, it really no. does have a lot of good stuff. No, Denmark blows. I th- I think the history there is very much like uh, Denmark. Su- like, if you're from Sweden, you should say that Denmark sucks or something. Mm-hmm. I think they have, like, rough times in the past together. Yeah, I think that's probably like, screw Denmark. True. Let's just take Sweden's side right now. And, of course, later we could admit that, you know, Denmark is a lot cooler. But um, um, what about Macbeth? Is that from, from Sweden? <laughs> Isn't that Scottish? Scottish, yeah. Oh, that one's Scottish. They What's call Scottish, it the Scottish play? play. Oh yeah, not Macbeth. What's the other one? Um, isn't there one about? Are you Sweden? thinking about Hamlet? Hamlet, thank you. That's also Danish. God That's also it. Danish. I can't Man, believe you. you so stop? much good stuff is in Denmark. <laughs> I gotta say, Ellen, one thing I like about you, one major compliment to you, is how close you are to Denmark. <laughs> Everything you do is like it's never you're never a long drive from Denmark. Yeah, that's probably. True. I don't know how long drives are over there, but hey, you know what was a Swedish movie? Let the light, let the right one in. You guys ever yeah. see that? Yeah, oh, that's a good movie. Of course, that's a great one. That also, was Stockholm yeah. is as far away from Norway as you can be and still be in Sweden. It looks like it's trying huh. to get away. Is how far over it is. But you got the Baltic Sea. That's cool. Yeah, is but, that a good yeah. sea? Yeah, and, I mean, top, look, top five best seas. As, no, as you start have to get older, here, here's what I'm going to say. You are so lucky because as you get older, your body starts to break down and it sucks. <laughs> but you're in a place with really good health care. So true. you can get shit checked out immediately. Oh, yeah. Me, when my knees just start to hurt for no good reason because I'm in my 30s now, I, I'm fucked. There's nothing I can do mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah, actually, can we kind of turn so, the tables on Ellen a little bit? Because, like, why do you need us to compliment you? Yeah, you live yeah. in Sweden. Your government is taking care of you. What, like, l- what yeah. a luxury you are seeking right now, you know? Yeah. That the three of us who have to fight in the street for our health care, 
True. are out here just roughing it. And you're there living, you know, in the ivory tower of Sweden, a perfect place, I've heard. Yeah, it's like everybody says it's like uh, the poor man's Denmark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no one that, says that. I, mean, I think we're out of time. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have are. given you more compliments, Ellen, but we are way over time for today, mm-hmm. so we have to get going. But we really appreciate you donating. And just as a quick aside, not related to anything in particular, no refunds. Um, if you want to become a meat buddy and join Ellen and have this kind of nonsense shenanigan go down in your name, you can go to metreon.com and we really appreciate all of our meat buddies. We don't deserve you. Thank you so much for listening. We will back, be back next week, as promised, with without 13 going on 30. We will be back uh, with Mark Ruffalo and Eternal Sunshine at the Spotless Mind. Very excited. Very good points opportunity. Ezra will be back. Everything will be right with the world. Join us for that. Um, and we'll also have a little special bonus episode because something fun is happening um, in the, in my news next week that we'll get to talk about on the show. So I'm looking forward to that as well. If you got any feedback for us, send us an email, podcast at read-weep.com. If you have any thoughts on uh, Hunter's strategy to point block or if you want to, or Ezra's strategy to just be friends with everybody, which is working better, or Anthony's strategy to watch movies, whatever you, you know, who, who's doing it better, or mine, to be on a show that I shouldn't be on. Send us your email. We'd love your thoughts. What am I passionate about? Let me know. Uh, podcast at readweep.com. Thanks for being here, Hunter. Yeah, hey, thank you. I appreciate and it. It's always great to talk to you. Um, check out Old Gamers Almanac for more Hunter. And thanks for being here, Anthony. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week after two weeks in a row of such like incredibly director-heavy movies. I'm glad we're going to watch something <laughs> a little bit more mellow on the direction yeah. side. Yeah, something yeah. with a little bit less of a heavy hand. Something that's not trying so hard. Yeah, something <laughs> with a little bit less kind of showy direction. I, I, I love this wait. movie. I'm very excited to see it. I'm excited about it, too. I haven't seen it in a while. We'll talk, about, talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.